What a way to start the session. Hi, I'm Philip Lumel. Welcome to No Uncertain Terms, the official podcast of the Tournaments Movement for the week of January 11th, 2021. Your sanctuary from partisan politics. At the state level, the Tournaments Convention bills are being introduced, with two more states boasting filings this last week. We are out of the gate. At the U.S. Capitol, however, chaos reigns, and our team is doing their best to navigate it. Let's take a closer look with U.S. Tournaments Executive Director Nick Tombalides. Hey, Nick. Hello. In the last podcast, I started off lead story with the fact that there's a new session of Congress just starting and that we had our U.S. Tournaments Congressional Term Limits Amendment Resolution introduced in both houses. But that didn't happen, did it? No, it didn't. Um, You were half right. It was introduced in the U.S. House as H.J.R. 12 by Ralph Norman. Um, But the Senate bill number, resolution number, is postponed until January 21st. Now, was this because of all the chaos last week in Washington, D.C.? I think that's playing a part of it. If not the chaos, then at least the uh, election-related uncertainty that caused the chaos. Um, There's just not a lot of bandwidth right now for members of the Senate to consider things other than election stuff. So they they are putting all resolutions on the back burner until January 21st, at which time we will have the resolution number. Okay, there's no concern about this, though. This is gonna happen. No, it is definitely happening. We're 100% certain it's gonna happen. It's just gotten delayed by a few weeks. All right, fair enough. I know that the trouble in the Capitol has caused us other difficulties, though. It's a couple of people from our team. I know you know Shanna and Les Chambly. They've been in the Capitol. They've been setting up appointments with new congressmen who have signed the pledge. And uh, they had like 28 appointments set up, and they're looking forward to it. But then <laughs> the day that they're supposed to show up and start having these meetings, all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Um, and they, this has been, like you said, in the planning stages for a very long time. We've got 73 House members on the pledge. We've got 17 senators. Um, and you, you didn't think about it watching what we saw on TV. It was tragic, but it did have a, a very sad and direct effect on term limits. We had sent this delegation, the Les Shanna delegation to D.C., not to have any involvement whatsoever with any presidential stuff, but to meet with the pledge signer Congress members from both sides of the aisle who have committed to co-sponsor the U.S. Term Limits Amendment. Because if we don't get to them, the swamp might get to them first. We need to act quickly every two years when Congress reconvenes. But as a result of what happened, our team was unable to accomplish its goals. Their meetings were canceled. Congress members had to either barricade themselves in the building or be sent home. And so, uh, you know, it, it's, it's senseless, destructive behavior. It helps nobody. Actually has hindered the work that many good groups are doing, including ours, um, to make the country a better place. Hopefully, yeah. Shanna and Les will be successful in rescheduling the meetings they missed out on, getting everything back on track. I know they have done a good job meeting up with the small number of congressmen who are still there and available. Right. I talked to Shanna today about this, and you're right. They are um, rescheduling most of these. But right now, they can't even go into the office buildings. There's three House office buildings, and they're all shut down, no visitors. But they've been calling up the offices and asking them if the Congress member would come down to the street and have the meeting on the street in front of the House office buildings. And in front of all the chaos that's going on outside the Capitol. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hecklers, people shouting profanities. Most of them are afraid to do it. 
And they're constructing new barriers around Congress now every day that make it even harder for people to get in touch with them. They have their hands full. But I want to tell you, three congressmen so far have come out of the building, come down to the street, chatted with our folks, took care of business. And uh, these folks are uh, Representative Barry Moore in Alabama, Representative Don Bacon from Nebraska, and uh, Representative Madison Cawthorn of North Carolina. A definite tip of the cap to those three. Madison Cawthorn, I have uh, spoken with him and his team, and they are very passionate about term limits. I mean, this is he's one of the youngest members of Congress. Uh, he might be the youngest member of Congress right now. I think he's only 25 years old. He, is. he won an upset race in a Republican primary in North Carolina. He beat the establishment. Uh, and he's saying, you know, we need youth, we need fresh ideas, we need new perspectives in Washington, D.C., and he's adamant that he represents all of that, and uh, we're grateful that he came down and, and made the time to meet with us. Yeah. It's notable, too, that you know, he's confined to a wheelchair. So for him to come down to the street required they come out a special entrance of the House office building, you know, come up or down a hill, I forget what she said, and it took some effort for him to get there and to do this, and then... He even agreed to make a short video for us um, there on the street in front of the House office building. In fact, let's roll that. All right. Hello, everybody. Uh, Madison Cawthorn here. I was wanting to reach out to you just to make a personal appeal that you need to support term limits. I can tell you career politicians is what has created the division that we have in our country. They're not here looking out for normal Americans. They're here looking out for their own special interests. So please join me in supporting term limits. Thanks. So we appreciate that. Thank you very much, Representative Cawthorn. Yeah, and, and if you're listening now and you want to help us spread the word and get that video out there um, and around, go on our Facebook page, U.S. Term Limits on Facebook. Uh, just click the like button, click the share button, help us spread the message. Hello, this is Scott Tillman, the National Field Director with U.S. Term Limits. We need a constitutional amendment for term limits. Amendments to the Constitution are proposed in a couple of ways. First, by states calling for a convention. Second, by Congress proposing an amendment. Amendments in Congress require two-thirds majority of both the House and the Senate before they are sent to the states for ratification. We now have legislation introduced in the U.S. House, H.J.R. 12. H.J.R. stands for House Joint Resolution. Amendments are proposed by resolution. Joint resolutions are resolutions that will also need to pass in the other body, in this case the Senate. The Senate version of the Term Limits Amendment has not yet been introduced. We expect it on January 21st. Already, we have 27 members sponsoring this legislation. Every cycle, we present pledge signers with a plaque to recognize them for pledging to support term limits in Congress. This plaque also helps as an opportunity for us to remind them to co-sponsor the resolution. This year, we have over 90 members who will be receiving plaques. Shanna and Les Chambly and their children had scheduled appointments with 27 members to deliver plaques during the first two weeks of session. Unfortunately, because of the events of the Capitol on January 6th, only three of those plaques were delivered before the other 24 appointments were canceled. We need your help delivering plaques to members in their districts. If you're willing to help, please contact us and we'll help you to coordinate an appointment with the pledge signer in your area. Email us at pledges at termlimits.com. That's P-L-E-D-G-E-S at termlimits.com. Amending the Constitution is rightfully difficult, and we need your help to get term limits for Congress. We ask candidates for Congress and candidates for state legislature 
to sign a pledge to help us pass the term limits amendment. It's easiest to get these candidates to sign before they become legislators. And we have many special elections that are already scheduled for 2021. Already we have three pledges from candidates in special elections. If you're able to help contact candidates and ask them to sign the U.S. Term Limits Pledge, please email me at pledges at termlimits.com. You know, someone else who came down and also did a video was Representative Don Bacon of Nebraska. And uh, what's notable about that is that he took the opportunity to endorse the Article 5 state approach to limiting terms of the U.S. Congress, which I thought was pretty special, particularly coming from a federal Congress member. Let's hear that one, too. Hi, I'm Don Bacon out of Omaha, Nebraska, and I support the term limits efforts. Uh, We need politicians who are not politicians, but are military generals, farmers, teachers, doctors. And I think term limits uh, gets us to where we have the people's house filled with real people, right? It's not career politicians. So I support the efforts for a single topic amendment convention uh, that helps deliver that. And so I really appreciate the time. And I appreciate the, the Term Limits team uh, for working so hard on us. Thank you. Thank you, Don. <laughs> this is great because uh, Congress members have no obligation to weigh in on whether state legislatures should be mobilizing past Term Limits Convention resolutions. Um, but when they do, it has a huge impact. Um, every member of Congress is an influencer within their state, you know, within the uh, political class of their state. And uh, in Nebraska, I think having this endorsement uh, will help us on the margins. It'll make it more likely that the Term Limits Convention goes through their unicameral legislature. So that's mm-hmm. awesome to hear. You can be sure that our folks will be showing this video right here to members of the legislature there in Nebraska. So, yeah, it's super. We have good news this week, too. I mean, the Capitol is a mess, but in the state capitals, in the state capitals, things are looking up for us, Right. State capitals are looking good. Uh, We're getting filed as fast as we can in as many states as we can. Uh, This week, Aaron Duquette, a superhero of term limits, uh, came through once again with two new filings. We've been pre-filed in the state of Kentucky uh, by Representative Matt Lockett, and we have been filed in Tennessee by Representative Chris Todd. So we're seeing action in both of those states right now. And both of those states have some history with term limits uh, and some notable personalities in each one of those who support it. So this is our third state where it's been introduced so far in 2021. That's correct. Well, that's great. Now, we don't have a lot of experience with Kentucky on this issue, do we? This is um, new territory. And then in Tennessee, we have laid quite a bit of groundwork. So let's talk about both those. Let's start with uh, Kentucky. This is our first foray into that capital, isn't it? It is. Um, and there has not been a lot of progress for other Article 5 convention uh, resolutions out in Kentucky. You know, there's a strong contingent of these, uh, these radical people who try to get up there and s- spread misinformation um, every session to try to knock those bills down. Um, but, you know, we are making progress in that war. Um, Getting filed this early by a great sponsor is the first step toward being successful. It's something that we haven't done before in Kentucky. And and like we said, term limits, even though it doesn't have quite the history in Kentucky, it's still been on everyone's minds because you've got Mitch McConnell, the career politician's uh, former Senate majority leader, Kentucky. He's the 800-pound elephant in the room. Their other senator is Rand Paul, who's been out, as outspoken as anyone about the need for congressional term limits. You have this really weird situation where one senator loves term limits and the other one hates it. And both vocal about it. 
Yeah. And then you've got a new Democratic governor in Kentucky who has um, supported term limits in the past. So it's a very interesting dynamic. I think the tide is starting to turn there. Obviously, the poll numbers, as they are everywhere, are astronomical in Kentucky, mm-hmm. and that always gives us a good shot. We don't need to create new term limit supporters. We just need to leverage the support that's already there. Right. So what about Tennessee? We've been there before. We have. I've been there many times, barnstorming. Oh, Tennessee, quite a history. You know, it goes back to the 90s. Fred Thompson was a senator from there. Uh, and he was like a term limits pioneer during his time in the Senate. He might have been the most outspoken senator on the issue during the 1990s. And around that time, you had uh, the three biggest counties in the state enacted eight is enough for the local officials. Uh, you had Nashville, Shelby County, which is Memphis, and then uh, Knox County, the three biggest cities, three biggest counties in the state enacted term limits. And since that time, the Nashville Council which is consolidated government, city and the county are the same thing. They have tried seven times to repeal term limits, and the voters have shot them down every single time at the ballot box, most recently in 2018. So the people of Tennessee are on fire for this issue. We've got that fresh poll showed 78% of the state um, favors term limits for Congress. We've got two thirds of people who live in Tennessee say they will be more likely to support their state legislator if he votes for the term limits convention. It means there's a natural opening for us uh, for congressional term limits to enter the fray. Um, three years ago, the state legislature made an effort at passing it, passing the TLC. That went all the way to the floor of the state Senate, but it fell short. This year, we intend to pick up where we left off and finish the job. Great. All right. Indiana, Tennessee, Kentucky. And there's more to come. This is a public service announcement. Christina King is a student at Winnetonka High School near Kansas City, Missouri, where she'd been active in the debate club. For one of her projects, she played the role of a U.S. Congress member and made the case for, quote, a bill establishing congressional term limits. The video was posted last November and can be found on YouTube. Way to go, Christina. Hello, my name is Christina King. I go to Winnetonka High School, and I am in Congress. The bill that I will be talking about today is a bill to establish congressional term limits. Polls show the majority of men, women, blacks, whites, Republicans, Democrats, and independents all favor term limits, typically by 60% or better. So the real question is, why don't we have any? Ever since the 1951 Constitution Amendment to limit how long a president could be, well, a president, there have been many times where Congress term limits were brought up, and well, why not? Having term limits would harm absolutely nobody. Well, besides people trying to stay in Congress for half a century, but no one would do that, right? Actually, Robert Beard was in the Senate for 51 years, 5 months, and 26 days. In that amount of time, think about how many people could have been in and out of Congress bringing new ideas, new thoughts, and new perspectives to the table. America is called the melting pot of cultures. Our Congress should represent that. Congress term limits can do that and much, much more. We're looking at a dozen or more states this year where we're actively pushing the bill. And we're organized in most of these states. I mean, and this isn't like the Ron Popeil oven that you see advertised on late night infomercials at 2 a.m. where you set it and forget it. 
Like we are actually working these resolutions in every single one of these states. We're working with the sponsors. We're working with the volunteers. This is going to be a very dynamic year for our movement. You mentioned Aaron Duquette earlier. He's doing something special for Tournament's Day, which, by the way, is February 27th. This year for Tournament's Day, he's launching the first annual essay contest, which is reaching out to primarily high school students and um, asking them to write an essay on the issue of presidential tournaments. Very interesting program. I know that you've talked to him about it, uh, Nick, and you probably have more detail on it than me, but um, I was impressed by looking over his notes here and, and what uh, he's sending out. You know, first of all, just the title, there's so so much in a title. It's the Earl E. Michener Term Limits Essay Contest. Mm-hmm. Now, what's the significance of that? Earl Michener was the congressman who originally introduced the constitutional amendment, which would go on to become presidential term limits. He is the guy who lit the spark in the 1940s to get that amendment passed with two-thirds vote in Congress, and then eventually it was ratified by three-quarters of the states. I, most people don't probably know that. I mean, I've, I've never heard that before, um, but it's incredible to study the history of how term limits began, how the modern term limits movement began in America. And what this essay contest will be is a chance for youth to participate in term limits. In my experience, you'll usually find more knowledge of term limits in the Constitution in any middle school civics class than in the entire United States Capitol. We get (laughs) letters and emails all the time from students. They want to learn more about term limits or they're doing a class project on it. They want to interview you or me. So this is something being done for them. Uh, And it will start January 25th and 26th. Aaron has a teaching background, a history teacher, and um, he's going to be doing a 30-minute Zoom meeting on the history of term limits. It's going to be open to middle and high school students, teachers, and their classes. And then after that, they'll be invited to write an essay answering a specific question about term limits. I see that. What are the main causes which compelled Congress to propose and the states to ratify the 22nd Amendment establishing term limits on the presidency? Oh, I see. So it's really not write us a editorial on term limits. They're really asking for them to dig into history and understand why it was passed and the arguments made at that time. It's an interesting approach. Yeah. And, and the topic of presidential term limits, it's so illuminating because most of the problems that catalyzed presidential term limits they're problems we still have today with Congress. So it will be educational. It will be nonpartisan. And if your essay happens to win the contest, you win a prize. All the participants are going to receive something from U.S. tournaments, at least a hat or a T-shirt or something like that. That's exciting. Of course, we'll read the winning essay on this podcast for sure and probably also post it on uh, YouTube for everyone as well. Yeah, we don't believe in participation trophies here, but we do have participation shirts <laughs> That's right. Yes. So you'll get something for participating, but really you're just getting an education on a terrific issue. Well, I think we might be educated too by some of these because they're digging into some history that we sort of take for granted. You know, we use that as our starting mark for this movement. But I didn't, first of all, I'd never heard the name Earl C. Mishner prior to reading the name of this essay contest, to my recollection at least. Um, so I think those of us at U.S. tournaments are going to learn a lot about this history as well. Absolutely. And if people want to get involved, uh, they can go to, again, termlimits.com slash essay contest.
Thanks for joining us for another weekly episode of No Uncertain Terms. After an election year, which saw voters send more term limits pledge signers to Congress and the state legislatures than ever before, U.S. term limits is gearing up for the 2021 legislative sessions. As a No Uncertain Terms listener, you are a member of the inner circle of the term limits movement. What can you do to help in 2021? Let us know at termlimits.com slash volunteer21. Sign up as a volunteer and answer some simple questions about what kind of work you'd feel comfortable doing to help advance the Congressional Term Limits Amendment. That's termlimits.com slash volunteer21. Hey, and don't forget to mark your calendars for Term Limits Day, February 27th. Thank you. We'll be back next week. The revolution isn't being televised. Fortunately, you have the No Uncertain Terms podcast. U.S.T.L. Yeah.